Hi, JJ here with The Art of Value. Today I'm going to talk about Chinese tech stocks, which have been on a tear lately. It was just a couple of months ago, a few months ago, when people were saying that Chinese market was uninvestable. And look what's happened since then. Compared to the US market, they've been performing well. Of course, there's been a, a crash in these stocks over the last year or two. And so what's happening? Are we in for a multi-year bull market in Chinese stocks now, or will it dip again? We're going to talk about that today, so let's get into it. I made a video a couple of months ago, has it been that long already, where people were saying that Chinese stocks were uninvestable due to the geopolitical conditions, economic conditions. I'll put a link to that at the end of this video to go back and watch that if you want. But this is an update on that. Chinese stocks have been on a tear, as I said. Just some examples of that. KWeb, the Chinese ETF for internet stocks, is up 83% since last October, nearly 84%. And in the past month, up 16%. However, it's still 66% down from January 2021. And the five years down 45%. So still significantly down. So BARPA, which full disclosure I own. I think I bought a bit too early. And I averaged down a bit. So I'm still in the red there. But BARPA since late October is 83% up now. And 28.5% up just in the last month. Still 63% down from the peak of October 2020 and five year down 39%, which is significant. And Tencent, another really strong Chinese tech company, some say better than Baba. Manish Pabrai swapped from Baba to Tencent. Talked about that in a previous video as well. So Tencent is up 96% since October 2022, and it's up 24% in the past month. It's still negative 48% since February 2021 peak. And the five year it's down about 11%. So these stocks have taken a big hit and a recent rally. So PDD, Pindoldo, which again I own. And I'm in the green there, solidly green now. So since March 2022, it's up off the low 268%. Can you believe that? That's a huge bounce off a deep low. And it's up 9.3% in the past month, but still down 52% since February 2021 peak. And five year, however, it's up 282%. So still strong over that period. So interesting times. And will this rally be sustained? Who knows? Nobody can predict. But it's looking pretty good at the moment compared to what's happening in the US anyway. So about this uninvestable assertion a few months back, actually for the last year or so, we could say that sentiment, market sentiment for Chinese equities has been going down, down, down. We had all sorts of geopolitical things. People were talking about China and possibly invading Taiwan. That was one of the problems. There were economic problems. They had the COVID lockdowns, which went on and on. So people were saying we're, we're pulling their money out of China. And also this thing about them being delisted from the US. There was all sorts of political tensions. So frankly, a sentiment couldn't get much worse. Well, it could if they had invaded Taiwan and that could still happen. It's still a risk, of course. There are lots of things could happen and things could happen in the US too. So the point being that sentiment was just so low. There was so much pessimism. Have we passed that point of maximum pessimism as John Templeton talked about investing at the point of maximum pessimism where that would be? And a few months ago, it certainly looked like that to me. If you're getting value out of this episode and you're watching on YouTube, please consider hitting that like button to help with the algorithm. And it gives me that little dopamine hit that we all crave. Thanks. So there are two things that seem to have improved lately. Two major things. One of them being their, their response to the COVID, to the pandemic crisis. They had lockdowns. They've completely reversed that. 
You may remember in the news not long ago, they had uh, people were protesting in the streets about the lockdowns. People were absolutely sick of it. And it definitely was hurting the economy. And the government's completely flipped. Now they're opening up somewhat like the US did. And the lockdowns are kind of pretty much gone so far. So that's one thing that seems to improved, at least that's helped sentiment in the market. And the other thing is their property crash that they've had, or the, the property bubble that we think has happened in recent years for a long time. And there were companies that got into trouble and the government was strict about the forced liquidation of some of these companies of their so big property portfolios in terms of their debt, trying to manage the situation. And they seem to have eased a little bit up on that. Maybe things are getting better, or at least that's perception. It's still happening, but at least sentiment's getting a bit better. Those are two things that have helped sentiment in, for Chinese tech stocks in particular. Just that overflow effect from those two things, especially the economy opening up after the pandemic response, very strict pandemic response. Another big point to consider is that the People's Bank of China, the equivalent of the US Fed, if we think of it as the Chinese Fed, seem to be easing conditions in comparison to the United States where interest rates are rising. In China, the economy's been in a slump, things have, so things are actually loosening up, kind of the opposite of what's happening in the US as it's perceived, and so that can have an effect on equities, on stocks, which can lead to a multi-year uh, bull market, I was going to say bear market, it can lead to a multi-year bull market like we have seen in the US. So kind of the opposite of what's happening in Western countries. So we'll see if that happens, but it's a definitely interesting development. So for tech stocks, tech companies in particular in China, we also have this easing up on restrictions. There was this crackdown, heavier regulation, and Jack Ma, of course, being involved in that, where he talked about Ant Group and they didn't like what he was saying about that. And then there was this crackdown of all the companies. There was talk of delisting from the US, all these companies that uh, international investors, US investors, invest through the ADRs in, in uh, the US and that is ongoing but the perception is and it seems to be real that's being an easing up on that so the crackdown's over the Fed in China wants to grow the economy and they don't actually want to crush their tech companies it seems as a lot of uh, US investors international investors thought that they, they were willing to crush their own uh, sort of crown jewel tech companies that seems not to be the case now so suddenly it's gone from uninvestable which Morgan Stanley said they were the ones to kind of stay that and they sort of pulled back from that since then and so things are looking a little bit rosier have we reached the bottom and they seem to be encouraging their tech companies and talking about this very public debacle with Jack Ma who did seem to run off his mouth as perceived by the CCP talking about Ant they had a lot of power Ant is a big big company and Alibaba owns some of it a chunk of it and of course Jack Ma is the founder of Alibaba so he it was perceived that he was getting too much power as a billionaire and they did crack down now it seems that Jack Ma is giving up control of Ant to a certain point. I think he's, he's still going to be a shareholder of that, but stepping back a little bit, that's also helped things. And it, I think it will help. It has helped the perception of Alibaba. There was talk that, that uh, Ant Group would uh, IPO. It, at the moment, I think they're saying, I saw, saw reports that they're, they're actually not going to do that. Of course, things could change, but I don't see that as a bad thing for Alibaba if Alibaba still owns a big chunk of ant things are smoothed over jack ma's perception of him pulling back a bit or at least giving up control of it is another positive thing for alibaba in particular in a wider sense tech stocks in china
tech companies. In terms of and financial, the company in particular, it's been very uncertain. So in terms of valuation for Alibaba, before the IPO, there was an IPO that got cancelled. It was kind of valued at around 250 billion, a quarter of a trillion or even more before that. And since then, it's gone way back. So private valuations have seemed to be between about 70 billion and 150 billion, which is significantly less, but still quite a lot. And when thinking about evaluation of Alibaba, I have kind of not thought about Ant much because it was so uncertain. You kind of had to had to almost zero that out. What's it worth without it? Because we didn't know what would, what would happen. Anything could happen with these crackdowns. Now that now we can think that this valuation back because Alibaba owns about a third of Ant. So what is that worth? What will that be worth going forward? What's going to happen? We still don't know, but it seems like uh, we can kind of count that in there. Things that are looking more certain. Jack Ma's pulled back, but he's still, he'll still own a stake of it. He just won't be in control of it. Ant Financial is a kind of a behemoth within Alibaba or a certain percentage of it. It's a behemoth within China. So significant company with a good future. It's certainly part of the infrastructure, the financial infrastructure of China. So it's pretty important. There's a lot that goes on uh, within Ant. Talked a bit about the recent rally in Chinese tech stocks. What's happened? There seems to be some momentum behind it, significant momentum, and maybe mo momentum investors will get involved. If you're a value investor like I am, I was looking at that a downward slope, deep downward slope, as a positive in terms of uh, the, the future. A lot of people get scared, and that's kind of when I get interested as a value investor. Barber went down a, a lot lower than, than I ever thought it would. As I said, I'm still significantly red on that. But things are looking better and we'll see. Is this really enough for momentum investors to get involved? I don't know. As I said, the other stock PDD is up hugely and I'm solidly in the green on that, which way, way earlier than I ever thought that would happen. But it has happened and we'll see if it keeps going. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a pullback. I mean, we can't predict what's going to happen, but it, they've rallied quite a lot. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was another drawdown. I would be willing to say I think we've seen the bottom, but I don't know. That's not advice and I have no idea. It could go lower. But it's interesting to see what's happened, that the sentiment seems more positive. So it's amazing how sentiment can change. Again, talking about John Templeton's maximum pessimism, where there's so-called blood in the streets. Things look so bad that they'll never improve. And then they do, and it can rip higher quickly. So we don't know what's going to happen. As investors, we try and predict long term. And for me, I wouldn't over allocate to China at all. Maximum 20% is uh, enough. And for, for a lot of people, that's way too much. We don't want to invest at all for various reasons. I'm comfortable with that much. What do you think is going to happen next? I'd like to know what you think. If you're on YouTube, let me know in comments what you think. Is this rally going to continue? Are we going to see a, a dive below the lows that we've already seen? Let me know. No doubt I'll be coming back to the subject again in the, in the coming weeks, months, to see what happens. Really interesting situation, whether it improves further or takes another dive. Let's just see what happens. So if you enjoyed this video, consider subscribing on YouTube if you're watching there or in your favorite podcast app. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening.